the UK's largest kids' activities directory, helping you find clubs and activities for newborns to 18 years. Visit our website www.clubhubuk.co.uk or download our free app on the App Store or Google Play. This episode is sponsored by Karis Keneally, who helps children's activity and service providers to approach schools and nurseries without cold calling so they can grow their business with confidence and have a bigger impact on children's lives. You can get in touch with Karis via her website, www.karisconeely.com. My name is Tessa Robinson and welcome to the Club Hub podcast, bringing you all the latest news and stories from the kids' activities industry. Today we are talking to Steve Rawlings from Debutots West London, Mid-Sussex and Brighton. Steve is a performer and educator with more than 25 years experience in language and child development. He believes passionately in the combination of storytelling and dramatic play as one of the most effective ways of building little ones' confidence expanding their imagination, unleashing their creativity and having a well of a time doing so. Hello Steve, how are you? Hi Tessa, I'm very well thank you. Um, just coming back from a, a weekend festivaling with debutots, uh, so uh, I'm just cleaning out the tents and drying out the <laughs> sleeping bags, as well as, as well as my two daughters. Amazing. Oh, so much fun. It's so great that we can do these outside big you know, festivals and events and stuff now. It's great. And you can see that there are people that are absolutely clamouring for, for their children to come and join. So uh, it, it was a, it was been a, it's been a good weekend. Oh, exciting. So, Steve, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Well, originally I'm, I'm from South London, uh, but I had a father who was uh, attached to the to the army, which seems to be quite a common trait for uh, teachers of language. So we travelled around all over the world. Uh, but then I settled back down here after doing stints um, overseas, working as, uh, as a teacher and a, an educator, um, working with the British Council uh, in a number of places. Uh, so I'm now based in Brighton and I spend half my time uh, here and half my time in London, overseeing my, my dominion of debutos uh, 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 practitioners. <laughs> so where's the kind of best or most unique place you stayed as a child uh, abroad? Um, well, I... I, I grew up pr predominantly in Germany, um, but also I've lived in uh, South Korea. Um, I've wow. lived in Kuwait, uh, worked in China, um, been, been around a few places. Um, and again, it's seeing how language, creativity and approach to teaching and education through fun activities um, is absolutely essential for developing critical thinking, I, I, you know, go, going heavy early into our podcast, but uh, it really is something <laughs> that uh, is, is required. And having been able to look at how different children from different nationalities learn and play, um, that's what's brought me to where I am now after, uh, yeah, thank you, the 25 years of, of being, <laughs> being an educator. <laughs> So why did you want to come and settle in the in the UK after all of that then? Is it the, the types of children who are kind of, you know, the, the types of way we teach children or the types of way our children learn about storytelling and, and all those types of subjects? Uh, I mean, the real reason for coming back is to have a little sense of stability and not move every 18 months. <laughs> um, but, but also my, my children, I have two daughters who are now uh, nine and 11. Um, and I think a lot of it was seeing how they were 
um, taught or how they were allowed to learn um, at school. And there were a couple of times where uh, creativity can be stymied in certain ways that we have for our education curricula. Um, mm. And so I wanted to, I wanted to affect it. I wanted to have a, make a difference and an impact on children so that they can use their imaginations because you know if we don't exercise our muscles and if you like our imagination muscle needs to be exercised it starts to to wither on the vine and so it's great to be able to have um influence at an early stage um you know, having worked with uh, children at primary secondary and tertiary levels by the time you get to university, sometimes it's too late. You know, we have to catch people and stimulate and spark their imaginations um, from, from a very early age, which, which is what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So did you go to university? Did you, um, did you go to drama school if you were a performer? What, what did you do? My, my performance side, um, darling, is all, uh, is all about music. So I've been in bands oh. since I was 14 written songs played regularly uh and uh and including at university um and i guess it's no surprise all, all those years ago where you could do purist disciplines i was i studied french language and english language so it's, it's it runs through my my veins the importance of of story of uh, of history um and it and it affects everything else so i still perform um, and I st and I still do my my storytelling. So it's uh, it encompasses everything that I've done um, throughout throughout my whole life, really, which is uh, which is amazing. Yeah. So music. Do you play an instrument of, of any type? Are you a singer? I'm. A, I, I would. I, I would never deign to call myself a singer. I'm a. I'm a guitarist, uh, <laughs> and I play in a number of different um, combos. Um, different styles, um, uh, yes, and it's it's a, just a lovely way to be able to to relax. So it's a, it's a, it's a nice thing to be able to add to storytelling as well. So yeah. stories through song and movement and music again are all part and parcel of of, uh, of how we develop. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so when did you buy the Debutots franchise? When did you when did you start your own business? Yeah. So. I, I bought my first franchise, so I, I operate three regions. Um, mm -hmm. The first franchise covered West London and Mid Sussex, so I, I travelled between the two places. Um, and that was two years ago, so that was pre-COVID. There was nothing on the horizon uh, that suggested um, uh, that buying a business and having to uh, navigate through the challenges that we've all had to navigate over the last 15 months uh, were evident. So I had a clean run of about six months um, building up contacts. Um, and the vast majority of um, customers that we work with are nursery settings and preschools. So we, uh, we got up ahead of steam. We were doing uh, a grand job. Um, people were happy. Um, children were having fun. And then, and then COVID came in. Um, so we really had to do uh, a volta facie in terms of okay, well, how do we keep our heads above water? Um, and Debutops uh, franchisees, we work together very closely. Um, we've got a lot of support from head office, so we were met on a weekly basis through through Zoom to look at how we would deliver our classes online. And like many of uh, earlier's um, providers, 
you know, we, I think we, we, we reacted very quickly and very positively to a situation rather than avoiding um, hiding or burying our heads in the sand. We were up and running delivering um, online classes for Zoom straight pretty much within you know, weeks. And we also um, uh, uh, launched a venture to provide um, recorded videos of our classes. Um, and some of those were also distributed towards children's hospices. So it was, it was lovely to be able to do something of benefit at a time when people were, um, you know, going, going through, were being put through the ringer. Um, yeah. so, so that's what happened. Um, and obviously we're, we're sort of coming back to that point again, it's a little bit like deja vu, <laughs> having to remind people of, of what we, who we are, what we do, um, and, and that's where we're at at the moment. And I also took the, took the decision to add, um, uh, a colleague was, uh, was selling her, her franchise in Brighton, and it suited us both very well to, to do the deal. Um, and obviously that's, that's where we're at now. So operating in those three regions um, and ticking, ticking along. Yeah, so, so with those, you said you did mostly nursery types of sessions and those types of, of classes. During the pandemic and during lockdown, how did that work? Did you do online Zoom lessons for them? We did. I mean, again, I, I mentioned the nurseries. We also um, go into primary schools to do lunch and after school clubs. Um, and private um, stay and play classes. So all of those were, were delivered um, mm. to a lesser or greater extent um, through, through online. Um, wow. But again, you know, um, there is no substitute. It's interactive. It's, it's, it's seeing the, the, the expressions on, on children's faces. Uh, it's being able to move around. Um, and obviously we, we observe social distancing when we're, when we're, when we're delivering. Um, but it, 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 it does throw up a different uh, requirement in terms of how we deliver. Um, so, yeah. so, so we managed to, um, we managed to keep going and I think people were very, very gracious and grateful to have a, a meeting. So the social yeah. element that we know is absolutely essential for, for what we do, um, that kept going and that was something that, um, it was expressed very, very clearly that that was of benefit to to a lot of the, the parents, the nurseries, the staff. Um, so it was um, it, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. So tell me, so tell me like a little bit about what like a typical Debbie Dots class involves. What what does a typical class? What would you do? Well, we we deliver our classes to children from six months through to mm -hmm. seven years old, um, and broadly speaking, we have two main classes so for our babies uh, people say well how you know what 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 can you do with babies and stories at the age of six <laughs> months but a lot of it is to do with uh, emotion facial expression gesture intonation we focus a lot on sensory play so visual and audit auditory tracking which are um, based around the theme of that week's story so we'll have lots of singing uh, with cuddling and kisses clapping whatever it might be we do uh, movement to music we use scarves, we use egg shakers. So movement, rhythm, beats, um, keeping time is all part and parcel of supporting um, child's development. And the familiarity of what we do helps them when they transition to our older classes um, for preschools and toddlers, where again, we have a story. 
but the majority of what we do would be to uh, to, to deliver um, a story that allows the children to then take that story and take it off into all kinds of different areas. So the majority of what we do uh, would be giving over the class to our storytellers, our children, and we become facilitators. Um, so we help them to explore um, their imaginations, to go off into all kinds of crazy worlds. And, you know, obviously there's always a mermaid, unicorn and some kind of dinosaur, <laughs> whatever the story. Um, but that's, that's fine. That's absolutely great. And we incorporate that into, into what we do. And we, uh, we look for opportunities for, for dialogue and for communication and exchanges. Um, as still there's focus on emotion, but it's all within a very uh, safe environment. Um, and likewise, we do similar uh, activities for after school clubs, but all of our stories are original. They're custom written for debutants, uh, and they all tie into the learning outcomes for the early years foundation stage or key stage one. Um, so it's good that we can work with nurseries to supplement and complement their own uh, planning um, so that we are you know, engaged with, with what we're doing rather than just parachuting in, delivering our services and then, and then moving away. So, uh, so that, that's, 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 that was my kind of whistle stop tour yeah. of, of the debutants portfolio. Yay! <laughs> and what's your favourite age? Do you love doing like the babies and the little ones, or do you more prefer doing the old ones? <laughs> that now that's a weighted question that I need to answer like a politician, probably. I, I'll give you one example. Um, my, my because my my daughters are a little older now. I was approached by a group of NCT mums who oh, had, yeah. had all gone through their um uh, their their classes together, their antenatal classes. And their children were four months old. Oh, uh, so um, I, yes, I'll do it. Um, and I and I must confess that you know, I was a little trepidatious because when my children were that age, it was a long time ago now. <laughs> it's been amazing to see the the difference week week on week with what we're doing. Um, and these these were mums who are still in the class now, and their little ones are a year older. Um, and it's it's lovely to see how they've been able to develop and bond through the classes that they've attended. You know, when there's been a lot of situations and opportunities where where young children and young young parents uh, have not been able to do that. Um, yeah. so, so that was that 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 will stay with me for forever. But all, but all ages come out with some some corkers. You know, it's when you get something um, unsuspected that uh, it really lifts your day, kind of nothing, yeah. more, nothing more satisfying. Um, uh, one uh, kind of that's, uh, that springs to mind just recently, uh, uh, a story about a very dirty dragon who's feeling rather sad. So what does the dragon breathe when it's feeling sad? Um, one little girl said, uh, it breathes, it breathes, oh, when it's, when it's, when it's feeling happy, it, it breathes, it breathes, it breathes hearts. And when it's sad, it breathes broken hearts and things like oh. oh. so that. So that reduced the Debbie Tot's um, uh, Zoom call to, to tears. Um, but it's great. It's lovely to see um, uh, little one's interests as well. I know that we had, we had lots of jetpacks and rocket propelled um, travel um through our stories as well with with one particular set of class but there's always something new it's never the same and we tend to deliver you know one story because there's a topic theme that we follow um per week 
and you can guarantee that you could deliver that story six times and you would get six completely different versions that come out of it, all stimulating everybody's uh, imaginations. Yeah, yeah, I love those one-liners. I kind of wish, I've been doing my classes for about oh, like seven years now and I always think I wish I had like a little book yeah. Um, when I started, all those little one-liners and little phrases um, that, that, that have happened over the past few years, it's, um, it's, they're so memorable as well. I had one during lockdown on Zoom and I had some twins I've had for like quite a few years now. And they said to me, Tessa, can we do Zoom classes every day? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's absolutely, it's, it's gold dust. It's lovely. So going back to the, the stories and, and how they work, so they're not um, they're not based on nursery rhymes or, or children's books, they're your own. How does that work? Do you get like a big booklet to work from? Um, we have a, a, a rolling um, curriculum of three years worth of stories. So there are there are in excess of 150 individual stories wow. um, that have been built up and adapted and enhanced and re-edited over the years and I know that Charlotte and uh, her creative uh, colleagues have uh, have worked uh, you know non-stop tirelessly on this so we we choose those stories week on week um, they obviously follow or obviously they follow a certain structure which helps mm -hmm. to support some of those learning outcomes so we're looking to develop um, confidence we want we want the children to be more confident have a positive image of themselves and of others so empathy is, is, um, is a constant through what we do. Problem solving and critical thinking are also aims from, from what we're uh, seeking to achieve. So the story will often have uh, a problem to be solved. And it's, it's very often solved through uh, collective um, uh, support. Uh, and so that's how our stories um, can translate into our retelling. So the children mm. will, mm, what are we going to do? How do we overcome this? Who's going to do it? You know, and, and it's down to the children then to really take that forward. So it's, there's, there are morals, but I'd say it's more about, it's more about the positive element of working together, um, uh, confidence, empathy, um, and, 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 and life skills is really what we're, what we're looking to uh, su supply. Yeah. So, do you do you have any input? Do you get to go to to Charlotte, or do any? How many debutantes franchisees are there now? Well, we're there. We're we're right across the country. Um, mm. So, uh, at any one time, you know, we're looking uh, uh, to keep not say to keep it small. This question for Charlotte, but the size of the franchisees, the number of franchisees, means that it is quite. Uh, it's a very strong network that we yeah. have, uh, and so that means that we're able to 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 support each other. Um, yeah. Which it, do you which kind of um, do you get to go to Charlotte and, and give her suggestions for different stories at all? I mean, I, doing the classes, <laughs> you must have your own your own kind of ideas. Uh, to be absolutely one hundred percent honest with you, I've got enough on my plate, um, <laughs> and and, uh, and I, you know expertise uh, that's you know I, I would like you know I'd love to be able I like to think of myself as creative but the, the creative side of things is done very very expertly um, 
um, and it, 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 they're fantastic stories. They're, they're just yeah. stories. Uh, so, so I'm quite happy with, with the ones that come out. We obviously, all of us have individual faves. Um, and, oh, yeah. And, and you get to know them. Um, so speaking with colleagues that have been working um, with debutants for, for uh, you know, a few years now, you get to see the, the, the stories recycled. And there are always yeah. new ideas um, uh, that come with, with how we're going to tell those stories, you know, the accents that we'll use, the, the mannerisms, the, 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 the movements that we choose. So it's, it's, yeah. quite, nice. it's quite nice to see. And the different objects as well. I know that when I'm doing different different um, stuff with drama, um, with my drama classes, is that when I do something again, I'm like, oh, I could use this puppet or this yeah. object or something. You, exactly. your car must be full of boxes. <laughs> well, I, I've got I've got a whole sort of off office uh, storage room with all kinds of puppets and games, and you're always. <laughs> I think you're always alert and aware. So going past uh, charity shops and go, oh, what can we use today? If there's a <laughs> rocket, oh, that one will come in handy. Uh, so yes, it's uh, it's quite an Aladdin's cave of uh, of, of toys and treats and uh, and tricks in uh, in that in that storage cupboard. Oh, so so going to your kind of your coverage of of such a large area. So mm. you cover West London, Mid Sussex, and Brighton. Do you? Have a team of teachers who help you cover all those areas. Yeah, yeah, a team of practitioners who are um, experts. They're qualified <coughs> um, drama in education um, people. Uh, we've got yeah. actors that work with us as well. Um, but there is a very, very strong sense in all of my team of um, community education through through drama. So working uh, their own theatre productions for for children. Um, so we have probably there's uh, six six of us that cover that uh, uh, those three regions at the moment, uh, and some have foots in both regional camps, as it were. And and as as we work with debutants with that, um, if you like that solidarity and that support, we do the same thing. So all of our practitioners uh, have access to you know WhatsApp groups um, to exchange ideas. And this worked well for me. How did you get on? Mm, whatever it might be. So that open nature with a group of individuals who are fantastically committed um, and again at the moment with with theatre work obviously that's kind of quite difficult to find and so yeah. this is this is this is a great opportunity um, for people very often with portfolio careers now that um, uh, are working a little bit here a little bit there um, and if we can start to logistically organize that it suits everybody really well the importance is that we have that commitment so children have that bond with their with their practitioner or uh, yeah. teacher whoever it might be um, and seeing that through um, and we've been doing that now for well for the best part of two years so right from the from the start because we are covering three regions you know we we have to be able to scale so yeah we have to have practitioners in place, fully trained, um, obviously fulfilling all of the, any kind of DBS checks, but then going into nurseries to, to actually deliver classes. So we have training partner nurseries that are now coming back to us um, to, uh, to take on new practitioners and the children become, ah, oh, here comes another uh, fresh faced debutox practitioner. So we've got that um, process fairly well um, established now, I would say. And 
And how do you kind of choose them? Like I used to be an actor and um, Christmas time particularly was so busy for me. I would go off and do a pantomime or some kind of, I was doing Lapland a couple of years, um, the UK version and stuff. How do you kind of choose people that you know are going to be reliable, that you know aren't, you know, maybe just going to go off and do, you know, acting jobs, do cruise yeah. ships or anything like that? Um, by having a very rigorous recruitment and training program in place, if I'm yeah. honest, um, establishing from the outset, you know, uh, commitments, contracts as well. Um, you know, we have to cover ourselves legally. Um, yeah. But a lot of this is done on a on, on mutual respect, trust, uh, and understanding. Um, in addition to those legal contracts, you know, if you you can have the contract, but if you don't have the understanding, I'd say that that's a far uh, more precarious situation to be in. Um, but jobs come up. Um, we try to minimise the disruption as best we can, and we allocate certain days, perhaps, or certain areas, um, which match the needs and requirements, skill sets of the uh, of the individuals that uh, are working for debutants. Um, yeah. And th there are occasions where the work um, can disrupt. I can't think of of, of when that's happened. Um, Having to self-isolate has been a much bigger problem. Oh yeah, um, huge. And and we've had three. Well, myself had to self-isolate, covering oh, for another colleague who was self-isolating from a child who had been tested the week before, and we've now got another practitioner who has tested positive for COVID herself. So oh, no. we all know, I think, having to to run around and put cover in place um it's it's sort of what we do it comes with mm. the territory and if you're not prepared to make those um those choices and decisions then you're probably in the wrong game yes oh yes definitely so and, um and parents are very understanding you know they yeah. recognize that this this happens and we do everything we can i think you know although we're to, to a large degree unregulated as a sector um, people mm -hmm. do recognise that the level of professionalism that, that that's that, that's there is very is very high, and we, you know, like like many um, uh, earliest providers, I'm sure we we pride ourselves on delivering a, a, a really good quality premium service. Yeah, yeah, we're businesses at the end of the day. We're a business just like any other business there is. It's um, but yeah, definitely. I think I think um, a lot within the last last year, last eighteen months, due to the pandemic and, and everything that's kind of happened with our sector, I feel like there's been much more of a sense of community, but also people, parents knowing what we do as a sector. So we, you know. Um, the amount of work that goes into, you know, not just the class itself, but the preparation for it, the messages, the emails, the, you know, lesson plans, the shows, if you're doing like, you know, end of term shows, it's, it's we do so much for, yeah. for our businesses. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we should never, never knowingly undersold, um, might be one of the expressions, but, you know, valuing what we do. I think is, yeah. is an important thing. And just touching on what you were saying, Tessa, I think there's also a lot of scope and possibly more appetite for collaboration uh, between the early years. Um, and obviously with the emergence of um, some institutions uh, like ICAP, for example, bringing people together to make it more transparent does allow us to to, to be a, a force to be reckoned with, I think, you know, um, and to have messages which are being received 
by parents across the board, um, rather than each of us um, fighting our own little corner. Um, you know, so I think we are greater um, when we are all together. Yeah, and also it's good because we, us as a sector, I, I touched on this on another podcast, but it's, it's worth talking to you about it because the, our sector is so amazing. We do so much for children, we do so much for parents. And all the government, you know, their plans and their um, their work towards kind of mental health and well-being and, and children in general at the moment. Mm -hmm. If they just discovered us as a sector and you know threw a bit of money in us, a bit of funding, the amount of us as a sector could do to help the children um, with all their you know all the things going on um, recently, we could just do so much more. Uh, well, I agree. I think I think on the wellness side of things. You know, bringing people together and having that human co interaction is is absolutely essential. You know, and when you're talking not just in terms of um, mental health from lockdown, but also the the importance of creativity as a, a as a mindfulness exercise, if you like. You know, that in its in and of itself, storytelling, love of stories is is a, is a isn't it's a good it's a good thing to do regardless yeah. of where we're at with uh, with our society and with covid um yeah. and i agree with you that uh, uh, the recognition to develop um children and to to help them reach their goals um it's it's a real shame I've, we've all been into nurseries where we love what you do we'd love to have you but we we don't have the the funding yeah so we, we you know we do try to help with with eypp um, you know, and to demonstrate how we can work that together. And that's one of the things that we want to establish ourselves as strategic partners to help our settings, uh, you know, our partners um, to, 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 to succeed as well, because their success obviously leads to our success as well, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, so Steve, what are your plans for the future? What have you? Do you want to do more festivals? Do you want to go into nurseries more? What and primary schools? What What do you have planned? Everything and more. No, no. Uh, again, I, I think in being a serious focus is really important in in what we're doing with our business as well. So it's at the moment um, for, for for me. Um, Regions vary um, from from place to place, uh, understandably, with the demographics, uh, whatever it might be. But uh, for, for for me, it's trying to get back into to nurseries, establishing um, uh, those relationships that we had previously, and building on those. Um, because ultimately, you know, as you said in the introduction, coming full circle, I want to be able to influence and impact and provide these opportunities for as for as many children as possible, um, and uh i'm, I'm possibly over ambitious sometimes but that's why i think doing it in in more areas that's a that's a different approach it's not like you build up your own franchise or your own business and then you franchise it coming in to be a multi-regional franchisee is is what what appeals to me so you know focus nursery supporting my practitioners um yep. so to build their confidence because ultimately it's it's they are the face of debutants um so yep. they need they need to be supported they need to be um uh, 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 encouraged rewarded congratulated you know they are they're they're they're, they're great um 
And in addition to that, you know, we're, I think it's important for after school clubs to, to start again. Um, and we also do those stay and play, the private uh, classes that we run for those that, that may not have opportunities in, in nurseries. So yeah, yeah um, focus I think through nurseries for, for me is, is where I'm going to be um, concentrating my efforts immediately. Oh, well, good luck. I really do hope for you and for the rest of our sector that we can get into, you know, back into nurseries and back into primary schools as soon as possible. I know they're kind of thinking about changing the rules or different stuff when kids go back in September. So, so fingers crossed, we can just be in every one possible. <laughs> we wouldn't want to have it too easy, would we? It's going to be kind of like falling off a log if we don't have COVID or something like that around us. But yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely there's definitely a change in, uh, in attitude. Uh, and it's a positive change, which is great. So uh, let's, yeah. let's see what we can all do. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's been fantastic talking to you, Steve. If there are any parents or carers listening in, in Brighton, in West London, in Mid Sussex, or any kids activity providers wanting to get in touch with you or anyone wanting to partner with you, how can they contact you? Great. I mean, there are individual websites for all of those regions, but the easiest is probably to go to debutots co.uk and there you can enter your uh, postcode and you'll find your local practitioner um, but I'm also uh, available on, on email steve at debutots.co.uk uh, and uh, telephone number can be found on all of those media um, we're in Facebook as well it's Google searches will will, will throw us up but uh, yeah we're, easy peasy absolutely <laughs> It's so yeah it's been so great talking to you I'm going to end in with one last question Steve and that is what's the best thing about being a kids activity provider uh I think it's I, I mean should ask my partner she said you can see that when you come back from a class just how pumped up it makes you and I think yeah. to come out of a of a job in inverted commas where you actually kind of come out smiling and happy endorphins running and you've done something uh which is which is useful and fun yeah. there's you know all of those things that's it's the it's the best transition to to becoming my my, my own boss um that, that, that i've ever done oh yeah and it's getting excited about things like as you said like doing the festival that you did is it's it's that feeling of always getting excited for the future projects and future things that you're you're going to do with your business yeah Yes, absolutely. Um, it just it builds strength to strength. So uh, yeah. uh, let's let's and again, it's lovely to see parents kind of oh, that was that was amazing. They really liked it. Well, of course, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> oh yeah, and hopefully it makes them think. Oh, I want to do this as a job, and then they could be one of your practitioners. There we go. Well, I figure if we get storytellers at the age of six months familiar with debutants that's really going to build that pipeline of future storytellers so uh yeah yeah all your pupils will become your own teachers <laughs> there we go a self-fulfilling storytelling prophecy easy well it's been so lovely talking to you i could talk to you all day <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have a look at your website and social media pages. And 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 yeah, I, I love the fact that you guys write your own stories. The, the imagination can just run wild. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Tess. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. This 
episode is sponsored by Karis Keneally, who helps children's activity and service providers to approach schools and nurseries without cold calling so they can grow their business with confidence and have a bigger impact on children's lives. You can get in touch with Karis via her website, www.kariskeneally.com.